Shalom, and thank you for listening to sermons from Tikvot Israel, a Messianic synagogue in the heart of Richmond, Virginia. Listening to the podcast is great, but if you want the full experience, please join us Saturday mornings at 10 a.m. for our worship service. We are located at the corner of Boulevard and Grove, across from the Art Museum. For more information, you can visit our website at tikvotisrael.com. There, you can support the ministry, learn more about Messianic Judaism, and contact us with any questions or comments. May Hashem bless you through the hearing of His Word. Avinu Malkenu, our Father and our King. We thank you for uh, this season of Elul and leading up to the High Holidays. And uh, I just pray that your Word would go forth from Zion to the ends of the earth to encourage, to build up, to edify your community, your people. And in Yeshua's name we pray. Amen. Well, the kids are going back to school this week. Yeah, the air, if you notice, it's getting a little bit cooler, right? And that means that the high holidays are around the corner again. It is the time we have spiritually to prepare to meet before the king and judge on Yom Kippur, who has the power to write our names in the book of life through Yeshua the Messiah. Traditionally, this is a time of the three T's. Have you heard this? The three T's? Sound familiar? Raise your hand if that's familiar. Okay. So what are the three T's? Tefillah, Teshuvah, and Sadaqah. Okay. Do we know what's what's Tefillah? Prayer. And Teshuvah? Repentance, right? It comes from shuva, which is to turn around um, or to return. And sadaka, charity, but literally actually means righteousness, okay? But traditionally interpreted as doing acts of charity. So let's begin with the first one, tefillah, or what was it? Prayer. Very good. So what is prayer? Well, prayer essentially is communication between us and God, meaning that we talk to him and he talks to us. Why is this important? Well, think of a marriage. You know, when I, when I first got married, I assumed that I was an excellent listener and communicator. But when you are so suddenly creating one life out of two lives, it requires you to, to share your plans and expectations and vision with someone else who in turn has their own plans and expectations and vision, which would be the listening part. Shema Yisrael. What does that mean? Hear. Listen up. Pay attention. Hear, O Israel. The central affirmation of our faith has at its core a reminder to listen up. How appropriate. Maybe because, you know, we're not so good at this naturally, at listening. Now, this might be a radical idea, or one that we think we already know, but God actually speaks to us. We can communicate with our Creator, our Father, our Judge, our King. We can tell Him things, and we can hear from Him. And that is the essence of prayer. What does God speak to us? He speaks direction, so we know which way to go. 
He affirms his covenantal love and he affirms our identity as his children. He speaks wisdom and discernment. He can speak through his word, the scriptures. He can speak through visions and dreams. He can speak through other people and he can speak to us directly by his ruach. We need to listen to God in prayer for these things to be empowered to be who he says we are and to be empowered to do what he says we should do. But if we know we should listen to God in prayer, then why should we speak to him? I mean, doesn't he know all of our thoughts anyways? He already knows what we're thinking. Well, because in our speaking and listening, that is communication. And communication builds relationship. The first question that God asks Adam in the garden is after he and Eve eat the fruit and sin and death enter the world. And this is in Genesis 3, verses 8 through 9. And this is what it tells us. They heard the voice of Adonai, God, walking in the garden at the time of the evening breeze. So the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of Adonai God among the trees in the garden. Adonai God called to the man, where are you? Where are you? Why would God ask a question like that? Doesn't God know where Adam is? Doesn't he? Yes, of course. He knows all things. So there must be some other reason. Perhaps God asks Adam where he is to get him to think about the answer. For the first time, Adam is hiding from God, hiding from his presence. So God asks Adam a question to get him to process why he is where he is, both physically and spiritually. Where am I? Adam must now process that. Perhaps Adam thought, something is, is broken now. My communication and intimacy with God are broken, but God is still reaching out to me through his word. And in my answering him, in my processing where I am, perhaps I can find a way back into relationship with God. So we speak to God and listen to him in prayer because he is relational. We speak to him because he wants to relate to us, communicate to us, and ultimately to conform us to his image through prayer. So the question arises, how important is prayer? Should we as disciples of Yeshua be setting aside time in our busy schedules to communicate with God? Well, during the season of Elul, during this month, it is traditional to read Psalm 27 daily, every day. And so here are some excerpts from this psalm. This is 27. If an army encamps against me, my heart will not fear. If war breaks out against me, even then I will keep trusting. Just one thing I have asked of Adonai, only this will I seek, to live in the house of Adonai all the days of my life. And say this with me, to see the beauty of Adonai and visit in his temple. Say that again. To see the beauty of Adonai and to visit in his temple. Listen, Adonai, to my voice when I cry. Show favor to me and answer me. My heart said of you, 
Seek my face. Your face, Adonai, I will seek. Do not hide your face from me. Don't turn your servant away in anger. Notice that David here is responding to surrounding chaos with a specific prayer to seek the face of God, to worship him in the center of his presence, to behold the beauty of God. Bless you. You know, it's strange to think about God's beauty, but this is the heart of a prayer relationship. He created us to worship him and reflect his goodness, and that communication is done in prayer. When David thought about the beauty of Hashem, what, what did he mean and what did he picture? Well, God's beauty can be thought of his attributes, and there are actually 13 attributes during this time, traditionally in the month of Elul, according to the traditions of our rabbis. We can think of his compassion on us, his inherent goodness, his all-consuming power and might, his mercy, his grace, his slowness to anger, his faithfulness to his covenant and to his promises, his covenantal love to thousands of generations, his forgiveness, his justice. Basically, we're thinking of his character, who he is. When we recall these things, we are describing God's beauty, which is the heart of prayer. Yes, we should ask for things we need, and yes, we should petition God. But first, we need to understand that prayer is a relationship between creation and creator. We need to develop a heart for the priorities that are on God's heart. Seeking God's face, as it says in the psalm, means to seek his presence, to seek to worship him and behold his beauty and goodness and covenantal love. In his presence, there is fullness of joy. Seeking his face means that we're, we're putting aside all of the other competitors for our attention and our time and our affection. Seeking his face means that we worship God alone as our source, our sustainer, our king, our father, our provider, our comforter, our protector, our healer, our righteousness, our hope, our counselor, our friend, our judge, and our Lord. But why, why should we take time to pray, to communicate with God? I mean, aren't there a lot of other more valuable things we could be doing with our time, right? Like, uh, like earning a living or, or helping others or, or, or maybe learning. How valuable could it really be to sit alone with God with maybe a journal and a pen and a Bible and just hear and listen? Or how valuable would it really be to be in a community of, of people that are getting together to talk to God and listen to God? Well, if you ask this question to anyone with a solid prayer relationship with God, they would probably smile and say something like this, there is no better way to spend your time. And if you believe that, I want you to raise your hand and say, amen. There is no better way to spend your time than talking and listening 
to our God, our Father. We understand the importance of communication in our earthly relationships. As I mentioned, talking and listening is the cornerstone of a healthy marriage, as I am uh, quickly learning. You ever heard of uh, the silent treatment, right? What could be worse than that, right? Ignoring someone, cutting off communication with someone that you were in fellowship with, a marriage or a friendship or a relationship with no communication is clearly unhealthy. Kal v'chomer, how much more is a relationship with our Creator unhealthy with no communication in prayer? Also helpful in praying is the Scripture. Let's say a relationship with God is like a, a restaurant. When you go to a restaurant, can you just order whatever you want? Can you? No. Can you order a Whopper at a vegetarian restaurant? No, you can't do that. So the scripture in this analogy would be the menu. If it's on the menu, you can get it. In the same way, God desires to give us good things and relate to us in prayer, but it has to conform to the values and ethic and instructions found in the scripture. In other words... It's got to be on the menu. As disciples of Yeshua, we should be taking daily, daily, every day, time to read Scripture and to pray. And if you're not doing this, I encourage you to start, to take at least 10 minutes every day to communicate with God. And if you're already doing it, why not increase it by 10 minutes a little bit every day? Mornings are usually good, but you should do what works for you. Um, journaling. Journaling is, is helpful. It can help you stay focused, and you can write down your thoughts and prayers and also write down what you sense God saying back to you. If you think about if you went to a, a class, right, and the professor was speaking, right, you would probably take notes because you want to hear what they have to say, right? So, how much more do we want to hear what the best teacher, the rabbi of rabbis, Yeshua, has to say to us. Also, if you journal, you can look back over it later and see how God answered those prayers and how, and how you've grown, and that can build your faith. Uh, raise your hand if you, if you have some sort of prayer journal and you find it to be helpful, right? So these are testimonies, right? If you look around the room of, of, of that and, and the goodness of that um, practice. Remember, just like communicating with a person, the more time you put into this relationship, the better it will be. Now, a lot of these principles that I just shared with you, <clears throat> with more detail, are found in a booklet written by Drew Lichtenberger called, yeah, woot woot, called Seeking the Lord, What You Can Do in Your Quiet Time with God, which he, he actually wrote under a pseudonym, Your God Coach, I guess because he doesn't want his, you know... It doesn't want people to ascribe um, all that to his name, so he wrote it under a pseudonym. But regardless, it's very short. If you don't like to read that much, it won't take you that long and very helpful. So if you want to grow in this area and support our brother Drew, you can order a copy uh, online. There's e-copies and also a paper copy, paper copy of uh, Seeking the Lord by Your God Coach. Now, Luke 5, verse 16 says this, 
But the news about Yeshua kept spreading all the more, so that huge crowds would gather to listen and be healed of their sicknesses. However, he, meaning Yeshua, made a practice of withdrawing to remote places in order to pray. Wow. Is that a wow? That's a wow for me. The fullness of God made flesh, the living Torah, the king of Israel, and all nations frequently took time by himself to pray, to communicate with the Father. So, again, kal v'chomer, if Yeshua did it, how much more should we, his wayward children, follow this example through regular communication, regular meetings with our Father in heaven, for direction in our lives, for provision, for conforming our desires and our will to his desires and his will, for plugging in to the source of life, for healing, for deliverance, for faith, for whatever we need, prayer is the way to go. Remember, It's not primarily about getting what you want, although it does have to be on the menu, (laughs) but it is primarily about communication and relationship with God. Starting next Shabbat, meaning the ninth, we are going to have regular prayer times again before service, led by George and Marilyn Cook. Would you guys wave? Isn't that exciting? So this will be at 9.15 a.m. every Shabbat in what is called, I guess, the old bookstore, right? <laughs> or we could call it the MPR, the multi-purpose room. But it's, it's this room right here. When you come in, you know what I'm talking about? So uh, we're going to be praying in there, and the, the cooks are going to lead us in that prayer. And I want to encourage all of us, all of us, if you're a member, first-timer, if you're a regular attendee, if you uh, are listening online to this and you want to come by uh, our synagogue uh, um, on Saturday mornings, 9.15, we're going to be praying in there, right, together. This is, uh, remember, I want to encourage all of us to participate in this weekly prayer and in personal prayer. They're both important, right? This is the communication lifeblood that we have. If you want to grow in your relationship with God, the best way is just jump in. As, as Nike says, just do it, right? Get involved in our community prayer and in your personal prayer, and you will see your relationship with God grow. Amen? We're, we're believing for that. The second two T's of this season are teshuva and tzedakah. Do we remember what, this, what these mean? Teshuva is repentance, like turning, shuva, and, uh, and tzedakah is charity or really uh, more accurately righteousness. And the thing is that these two actually come out of the first one. Do we see that? In other words, repentance and righteousness are a natural flow from a prayer relationship with God. Our love relationship and communication with God should lead us to the joy. Yes, the joy of repentance and to acts of righteousness. Because he loves us and we are communicating with him. 
We are therefore empowered and encouraged to repent of things that are not pleasing to him. Things like lust, envy, pride, anger, unforgiveness, and selfishness. Remember, it's not his wrath, it's not his anger, but it's his kindness that leads to repentance, as it says in Romans 2, verse 4. And as we are leaving behind these things that are not pleasing to him during this season, we are encouraged to do the things that are pleasing to him. We are encouraged to sadaka, right? To forgive, to give to those who are in need, to help others, to bless those that hurt us. Yeah, bless those that hurt us, and to be a blessing wherever we go. To this end, this is a perfect season to give to to charities and organizations that are helping people, such as those that are helping in South Texas um, who have experienced trauma and loss, which you can do at places like SamaritansPurse.org, which is an excellent uh, Christian organization. And also, if you go to the UMJC website and you donate um, and you put uh, as a line item um, hurricane relief, it will go to um, helping that as well. In this season of Elul, let's press into our relationship with God with individual and corporate prayer. If you're able, please join us 9.15 next Shabbat, right over there in the NPR, as we pray before the service. Let's begin to humble our hearts in repentance before our loving Father and King, that we may know closeness and communication with our Creator. And let us continue to do good and righteous works out of an abundant and forgiven heart to bless many others who are hurting, that we may reflect the goodness of a good and loving God. Amen? All right. Well, let's pray. Avinu, we thank you for your faithfulness and your love and these things that inspire us to turn away from that which is not pleasing and to do that which is pleasing. And uh, we pray that out of an abundant heart, an overflowing heart of love, that we would repent. And uh, we love you because you first loved us. We don't love you so that you will love us, so that you will forgive us, but because you've already forgiven us in Yeshua, um, we are actually empowered to follow you and be conformed to your image and to be more like you, um, to be good and to be loving and to bless um, our, our enemies even and to pray for those who, are, who have hurt us and to be healing um, and to bring, to bring reconciliation and to bring forgiveness into this world, which so desperately needs it, God. We pray for those who are hurting um, or have experienced loss in South Texas, O oh God, that you would provide for them, O oh God, and that you would use the body of Messiah, use us. We are to be your hands and feet to help, to give our, our resources, our time, our money, and our prayers, whatever you're calling us to do, Lord, to, to be a help, to be a blessing in this world, O oh God.
um, that we would bring your kingdom through our, through our very actions and reflect your goodness and reflect your love to a hurting world. And in Yeshua's name we pray. Amen.